Podcast. I'm David Pensick, Communications Manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. Happy April Fool's Day. I know um, people might not be in the joking mood or maybe joke is just what we need as we um, are in another week of our response to the COVID-19 pandemic. So the SCLO is closed. We're all working from home, as many of you are, I'm sure. And if you aren't, if you are in the uh, medical field or work in grocery stores or or have a, a local restaurant or whatever, we are thinking of you. Thank you so much for the work you're doing, um, being sort of, as they say, on the front lines of things and helping people still get the things they need in their lives as we are all staying at home and, and navigating this. And, and thank you to the school district for continuing to work with students. And just thank you for your support and patience and understanding with with SCLO and with everyone as we are all uh, dealing with this situation. And we can't wait to open our doors again. We don't know when that will be um, because of Governor Wolf's um, announcement a few days ago. We are going to be closed throughout April now. So just so know that. That's obviously not good news, uh, but uh, first and foremost is everyone's health. The good news is that we are continuing with our digital library and expanding our digital offerings. We have Zoom rooms. If you need a Zoom room, you can reserve one. Uh, we have, you know, obviously you can get temporary library card. You can get e-books, e-audio books, Canopy, our, our video streaming service, Flipster, uh, which has magazines. We are doing some online and digital programming. We have a virtual story time that is going on today, April 1st, if you are, depending on when you're listening to this, at 10 a.m. Uh, so we'll have that, and, and they're going to continue that. Adult programming is going to continue, uh, have some programs coming up online. So we are just continuing to look for ways to expand our digital and virtual offerings to you as we go through this. And again, we just we can't wait to open the doors again. We want to see everyone in that building. But until then, we, uh, we love being able to show that the library is more than just this building. We have other things that we can offer you. And, uh, and we will continue to look for ways to do that. If you have ideas or suggestions, feel free to contact us. Or if questions, uh, we have, you can email the reference desk, uh, the children's department, patron services, you can email them. We have libraries who can, librarians who can help answer any questions you have if you need help getting set up with uh, um, e-books and downloading them, have any questions, uh, feel free to shoot us messages and we will respond. And also, if you didn't listen to or hear last week's episode, went through went through a series of common questions that we have had been getting and so you can listen to that. Maybe your question will be answered. And I'll be doing that periodically throughout this time if we are, are if we're seeing some common questions that keep coming up to answer those in this format. 
Uh, but for this episode, this is a conversation we had before everything closed down. It was with a group of Penn State seniors. And obviously, Penn State students, this has been a challenging time. They weren't, they had spring break and then weren't, haven't been allowed back on campus since then. And these are seniors who are involved in the Green Energy Challenge. This is a challenge presented by the National Electrical Contractors Association. And they pick a project uh, for each year, uh, and they work with work with a facility to uh, come up with some green energy solutions and also do some programming. Uh, Penn State, these students were supposed to do some programming toward the end of March. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, but they went through our building and came up with some green energy ideas. Uh, they've worked with the YMCA. They worked with the Police Athletic League in Philadelphia in previous years. So it was great to have them involved with SCLO uh, this semester. And I talked with three students for this episode, Anisha Labru, Maggie Smith, and Liam Cummings. They're all seniors, uh, getting ready to graduate, so we're wishing them well. But a good conversation with them about their project, about their career dreams, and uh, again, unfortunately, they, they, they weren't able to do the programs that they had scheduled, but it was good to still talk with them and see where they want to go um, after they graduate. So here's my conversation with Nisha Labru, Maggie Smith, and Liam Cummings, Penn State students involved in the Green Energy Challenge. start by talking about the, the green energy challenge that, that you three are involved in and, and Liam, if, I don't know if you want to talk about the challenge and what it what it means and how you, since you've been involved a few years in it. Absolutely. And first of all, just thank you for having us. Uh, the green energy challenge is a really cool opportunity uh, through Electric International, uh, who's partners with uh, NECA, the National Electrical Contractors Association. And basically what it does is it gives college teams around the country to compete and basically an energy audit and retrofit program. So you kind of take a local community uh, building a facility and you look at ways that you can improve the energy profile and you put together what ends up being a professional grade audit. Our proposals end up being around 40 pages long. And yeah, the focus is on having the students really have our like learning experience to get out of the classroom, put kind of some of our classes together and use them in the real world, so to speak. But also one of our big goals for the project is a lot of outreach that's involved. We want to have, one of our key goals at the end of the day, we want to have kind of goals for the library we're working with, with SLOW, so they can actually take that and use that for their operation goals and help them kind of find ways to be more um, efficient along the way. And Misha, you do a lot with the out, outreach. You want mm-hmm. to talk about how, you know, getting, I guess, getting the, the challenge of going out to the community and, and have, having a uh, coming to school or you've done you've done other places some of the things you've done already yeah yeah so um a big part of the green energy challenge as a whole one of the biggest sections is our volunteering and outreach um so we like to work with uh each nonprofit uh each year to kind of come up with um a way to interact with their members so in the past, we've worked with the Police Athletic League in Philadelphia, the Cozen Center. Um, we played dodgeball with the kids. It was really fun. We played chess, you know. Um, and we were able to help raise funds for the YMCA student, oh, the YMCA uh, Send a Kid to School Day. I think that's what it was called. And um, so this year, we're working with the SCLO Library. And um, we're hoping to do on March 20th, we've got um, a preschooler drop-in 
uh, activity. We're going to play some games to help kids build STEM skills. Um, on the, March 28th, we've got the Elementary Explorers Day. Um, so we're going to be building wind-powered cars and um, light switch plates to help remind kids to turn off the lights when they're not using the room. Um, and then we're also just going to be helping clean Slow Library <laughs> anything we can, right? Well, we appreciate that, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess, sort of back, and Maggie, bring you into uh, what the interest in in the field that, you, that you're, you're studying and in the challenge, I mean, what, what you know, did you grow up or um, with, with interested in, uh, in green energy and, and having this maybe be a career path you wanted to you know, pursue? I mean, personally, I was always interested in architecture, so I kind of took that route into the architectural engineering major, but I always really liked math, so I really wanted to bring that portion into it too. And um, in our major, we have the different disciplines. So I'm mechanical, which is heavily based on energy use and energy efficiency. So I really liked incorporating that um, take on the project into our different collections of data and surveying so far. Yeah, so Liam and I are both in the energy engineering major. Um, I mean, honestly, since I was in high school, I've always wanted to work with energy, particularly renewable energy. And um, I got involved with Nika through one of my friends who's a bit older. She asked me to, to join and, and check it out. And we do um, other initiatives through NECA, um, such as we used to do uh, an installation for a water pump system, um, a solar installation in Honduras. Uh, so that recently ended, but um, we're hoping to, to get it back up in Philadelphia, a different kind of solar initiative. Um, so that's one, one thing that we do through NECA and, and Green Energy Challenge is another separate project. And Liam, we'll talk yeah, about I, your experiences. I can yeah. absolutely yeah. all that. So I've been passionate about sustainability for a while. Like a lot of people know me, I've met through this club. I kind of came to school for the energy engineering major. We didn't know exactly what to do with it. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I'm sure not an uncommon experience for a lot of uh, undergraduates. Mm -hmm. And through NECA, actually having these hands-on projects, like, through doing the Green Energy Challenge, actually being able to conceptualize, okay, this is what I'm learning in class, but this is what I can actually do in industry. And really kind of fell in love with this idea of like these retrofits, kind of helping find uh, nonprofits utilize their budget a little bit better by doing some energy savings and helping pay that forward. So I really enjoyed this this project specifically because while I liked my major because I liked sustainability, I didn't know exactly where I would go with it. But being able to actually do things hands on uh, for me has been really cool. Yeah. And it seems, I don't know if it's coincidental or if this was uh, on purpose, it seems like the past programs you've done, the one you're doing at SCLO, are, are really targeted uh, for children and kids. Uh, I guess how is, I guess was that a mindset that you wanted to do something to educate, to help educate children, or is that, was that just uh, you know, a coincidence that it seems like doing a lot of programs for, for young people? Um, yeah, it has been a bit of a coincidence. Um, we've also looked at the State College Food Bank. Um, we've looked at other, um, for example, el elderly homes um, in the area. Um, and we, we just like having a group of members that we can work with, basically. But it's also important to take into account whether we can work with the building. Um, because the overall goal is to make these net zero energy buildings, so it's important to implement solar um, where we can and um, so that also has to be taken into account but we just kind of got lucky kids are easy to work with and uh, yeah it's easy to come up with programs for them so that's, that's great. 
um, many highlights uh, from, uh, from for you two for the experiences you've had so far? I got beat by a fourth grader playing basketball <laughs> during the uh, PIL in Philadelphia. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, seeing kids get excited about learning. We had a uh, wind turbine set up last year where kids could kind of model a wind turbine using a fan. Mm-hmm. And seeing kids kind of have those moments where like, energy starts to click for them for the mm-hmm. first time. It's really exciting. So I remember, like around middle school, is when I started to think about sustainability. So to kind of be in these shoes now, dealing with students that are in that age group, and having them to start thinking about these things is really it's an interesting kind of like moment. Kind of being on this side of it, saying, "Oh wow, this is when I started to be excited about this." So hopefully, maybe we're sparking some imaginations uh, during this outreach. Mm-hmm. Do, I mean, I guess do you notice as you all like, all through seniors preparing to graduate? Is it uh, are you optimistic? Because it seems like green energy is something more people are talking about and looking to do and I guess you know what are what are your hopes for you know after you leave school you know what, what are your hopes to, to see in the workforce and if Maggie you want to start <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like more and more buildings um, are following standards more towards sustainability like there's lead certification there's the um, green building challenge the well initiative so there's all these different types of standards and codes that you can design your building around to get more points toward energy efficiency uh, for the building and just to make the environment overall better. <laughs> but yeah, I think I see more and more of it. Yeah. Is that true for you, for you too as well? Yeah. I think something I really liked, uh, liked seeing is the sustainability development goals, these mm-hmm. goals that the UN put together, I think, in the last couple of years. And I've seen that popping up in more and more places. I like watch them to kind of develop as someone who's interested in this sort of thing, but now I'm starting to see them all around Penn State's campus. A lot of different people are talking about this, so not only at the national level, but to see kind of like an international kind of approach, and then also from that same international level, we have all of these youth climate activists that are getting out there and really getting involved, like Greta, who's a wonderful human being, and like, to see that youth movement, I think it's, it's really powerful to see people in power and also the, the future of the world kind of meeting somewhere in the middle, or at least hopefully. I'm an optimist, though. <laughs> I good. like what I see. Although, well, no one can see it, but you have a Jets hat on. You have to really be <laughs> on there. Um, uh, Nisha, give you a minute. Yeah, I mean, look, there's like there's no way to go but forward at mm-hmm. this point. Um, for the first time, we're seeing the economics match up with the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing more subsidies. We're seeing uh, pace for commercial and residential. We're seeing legislation go into place. So... Yeah, uh, regardless of politics um, and wherever that takes us in the next few years in the coming election, um, you can't argue with economics. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess when you graduate, all if each want to talk about what you want to do uh, individually, what you're hoping to, where you're hoping to work, or what, what kind of field you want to go into uh, when when you leave Penn State. <laughs> sure, um, I can start. So uh, I'll be working with the. Rosenden Electric and their renewable energy group. Um, so I'll be in project management, um, helping them put up solar in, in very different sizes projects um, all over the East Coast. So that's a great start. I actually got that job through my work with Nika. Um, and I'm really excited to get started there. As for next steps, I don't know. I just have to <laughs> get started there. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be working with McClure Company. We're based in Pennsylvania, and I'll be working out of the Harrisburg office as a mechanical designer. And I'm really excited because a lot of our projects are ESCO, which are energy savings, and we do a lot of work with K-12 schools. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to get to go in and see 
what improvements we could make for those types of buildings. I'll also be uh, kind of on the front lines with this. I'm working with a group called Mortensen, which is a construction firm, mm -hmm. and they do a lot of solar and wind projects. I'm going to be in that division uh, as a field engineer, kind of in the project management track, helping on the ground, help build these projects across the country. So it's looking forward to, one, having a job when I graduate, but two, being able to have a job in something I'm so passionate about. That's great. And I guess, getting back to the uh, SCLO, can you talk um, how you developed the ideas for the the things you'll be doing with the kids and also have you got a chance to become familiar with the building and, and what we offer? Uh, yeah, we worked with the library staff, especially DJ, as far as setting up times where our whole class could come and just kind of look and see what was already input in the building as far as like lighting fixtures and just um, walking through the building and seeing like temperature set points. Um, we've been developing energy models and we're working on a DOE asset score, asset yeah. score. <laughs> but yeah we're getting our baselines together right now I mean do you how is this area I don't, or have you looked at how is this area doing I guess energy wise do you feel you know that center county or the center region specifically does well mm -hmm. or where do you see maybe <laughs> areas that could that could improve upon or, well, um, I mean, certainly there's room for improvement. Yeah. Um, there, we're not uh, residential-wise. Mm -hmm. We are seeing solar kind of pop up more and mm -hmm. more. Um, I think maybe this initiative with the SCLO Library, since they have so many members in the area, it brings a lot of people together. Um, kind of what we're hoping to do with this podcast as well is try to get people to consider. Um, not just putting solar on the house, but also getting involved with a power purchase agreement if that's available to them. Um, and kind of just getting the word out that, mm. yeah, 10 years ago it might not have been as feasible, but now it is. Is there anything else you, any of you would like to add about, about the challenge or about SCLO or about you know, what the work you're doing? Besides maybe coming to the events, making sure that we, can, we can promote that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's been interesting to work because I've never gotten to work with energy engineers so far. Like mm -hmm. we've had other classes where we work with architects or maybe just different type of engineers. But I think it's cool to see like how you guys operate and the stuff that you guys <laughs> like use as far as programs because it kind of goes in a little deeper than what we've scratched so far. Interesting. Yeah. I feel I feel the same, but with AE students, so it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, on the flip side, it's nice. We, in the energy world, we're looking at a couple of things very deeply, but to see how they fit in with the overall project. You mentioned uh, ESOs or ESCOs, where you're, mm -hmm. how do you finance the project? And like Nisha mentioned earlier, talking about like the, making the economic checkout. So seeing how we fit in with the AE grant scheme of things has been really interesting and eye-opening, uh, which I think speaks a lot about this project. It gets mm -hmm. us out of the classroom into interdisciplinary teams. We get a chance to really learn from each other as students, which is really powerful. And then also in the community, we're learning from, you know, how does a library, what are they looking at when they have mm -hmm. uh, consultants come in to look at this sort of thing? So to take our all of our individual class experiences, meld them together, and then learn how to actually interact with someone, like a potential client, mm -hmm. and hopefully leave an impact. Like I said earlier, our, one of our big goals here is being able to leave with some tidbits of knowledge that we've distilled throughout this year and be able to say, these are things you could do as, as a library moving forward that will help, help you all stretch your budget a little further and things like that. So that's... That's been really cool. That's great. Well, I want to thank you on behalf of school. Thank you for coming and choosing us and working with us and look forward to, I guess, the final results, but also looking forward to these events you're doing. Encourage everyone to come, and, and thank you again. Thank, thank you. So you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
want to thank Misha, Maggie, and Liam again, and all everyone who's on the Penn State team that helped with the Green Energy Challenge this semester, this year. And thank you for the work you did with SCLO. We're sorry the events, the, the programs couldn't happen, but we appreciate the time you spent here. And good luck in the challenge, and good luck as you finish up the semester. This is the part of the podcast usually promote events. We do have some things. Again, virtually we're, we're expanding our digital offerings. Uh, again, there's a virtual story time today, April 1st, 10 a.m. But don't worry if you missed that or didn't hear it until now. There will be future ones coming up. So just uh, check our website and social media for when the next ones are. And then the April Book Club for kids ages 0 to 12 is can, is definitely going on. It's online, reading.sclolibrary.org. You can register, and today's the first day you can start uh, logging in your reading. So that's the April Book Club in our children's department. And then on April 7th, this will be the first of a series of Zoom events. We're having, uh, it's called A Chance to Exhale with Scott Freed. Scott is an award-winning uh, inspirational speaker and youth educator. And it's basically these events are just an opportunity for people to come together and he'll lead discussions and talking about reflections of hope and healing in difficult times. And again, just a time for people to come together through, <laughs> come together now in, the, in a virtually and just talk and think about what's happening and hopefully, uh, you know, provide some hope for getting through this. Uh, the program we're presenting it with the Jana Marie Foundation, the Penn State Gender Equity Center, Penn State Halil, and the Presidential Leadership Academy. So SCLO is happy to be partnering with those organizations in presenting it. And it's a series of ones. Uh, April 7th is the first one. And they'll, then there'll be ones on April 16th, 23rd, 30th, and May 7th. So if you miss the first one, you can still join in on future future ones. And as a little preview, we'll have... A conversation with Scott. I'm having a conversation with Scott for next week's episode, so you can hear. This will be uh, it'll be a day after his first talk, but we'll be talking with him about his life and and leading these discussions. And of course, to be continue to be updated with what's happening at SCLO, best place is our website sclolibrary.org. We have a special page de- dedicated to continuing updating what we're offering and our situation as we uh, deal deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And as we continue to post their offerings, events, and updates on when we might be opening again. So so follow us on social media. And I want to thank uh, Liam and Maggie and Nisha again and everyone from the Penn State Green Energy Challenge team. Uh, Thank you for the work and thank you for taking time to talk with us. And until next time, take care, everyone.